advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Welcome to The Raw Entrepreneurs Season 1, Episode 15. This is Part 2 of Dr. Holly Gant's interview. Today's interview is a very personal one. I had the privilege of interviewing a personal heroine of mine, Holly Gant's PhD, Chief Science Officer and Co-Founder of Animal Biome based in the San Francisco Bay Area who used revolutionary science and created the poop pill that has helped lots of sick companion pet cats and dogs in a non-toxic healing way and made a direct impact on the lives of my rescues. This is Holly's origin story and her journey as a microbial ecologist. Well, I love your poop pills because um, the change that I've seen in, in some of my rescues, especially when um, I've had some cases where they were dying. I mean, like literally like kidney failure and um, they were rescued off the street and seniors especially. Um, and we were doing, you know, the, everything else that we were supposed to do for kidney failure, which is the sub the sub-Q fluids, you know, um, the supplements. Um, and the, we fed them raw diet as well. But when I introduced your poop pill to uh, one of my cats as a Hail Mary, because, you know, we, we didn't know what else we could do for her. And she, and she was fading. And, you know, um, I went, you know what? Let's just try this. You never know. We'll just try it. And... The thing is, it's so tiny, your, your kitten poop pill. So it was really easy um, for her to eat it, number one, because I didn't actually have to, to, to um, or, you know, like put it manually down her throat. She could actually just eat it in a little meatball that we gave her. Um, but within, I would say, 24, 48 hours, we saw a reduction in the vomiting, in, in the, and her energy level actually improved from lethargic. And, um, I guess you could say it was like a miracle that what happened, you know, uh, we, we couldn't believe it because that was the only thing that we introduced, you know, um, that was different from our usual routine, uh, for cases like hers. And suddenly she got 
a lot more energy and she perked up and she was eating much better. And she's a senior, she's a senior kitty cat. I mean, she's passed on now because this was like the, the very first time when I knew you. So it was a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, seeing her suddenly run around and play, you know, was just, wow, jaw-dropping. Because we, we didn't think, you know, a senior kitty cat who was, you know, very low and lethargic and, you know, she didn't really care much for life. And suddenly, with the poop pills and the raw diet and everything else that we gave her on top of that, um, she, she had a lot of energy. In fact, we could stop giving her subcut fluids you know, um, soon after that. And we didn't have to give that to her till almost a year later towards the end of her life when, you know, um, it was her time to go and her body just dropped and it was her time to go. And that's when we, you know, uh, restarted the subcut fluids for her. But it was just amazing seeing, you know, the change and then her stool improved so much from, you know, the liquid diarrhea. It, it firmed up. Um, I think my friends, my fellow rescuers, when they, when they saw what happened, they couldn't believe it, you know, because um, I told them, hey, have you heard of animal biome you know, and their fecal microbiota transplant capsules? And they looked at me going like, what? You know, and I said, it's this tiny little poop pills. And they said, poop? I said, yeah, this is good poop, you know. And it, to, to people, especially in Singapore where... I would say the vets are conventionally trained and they're not really into um, the latest studies like what you are doing. Um, you know, they, they, they don't know any of these things. So when I told my vet about this, um, even to this day, I mean, she, she, she hears it, but I think she's still a little bit, mm, you know, uh, skeptical about it. And she says, like, are you still giving your poop pills, you know, for certain cases? Like, yes, and it works. I thought it works. And I sent her your link, you know, and I said, you know, Go, go and email, you know, but I think um, sometimes being vets who are set in their ways, you know, they haven't reached that point where they want to change or, you know, um, open up to new possibilities because, I don't know, maybe it's just um, the movement here is really very minimal. I mean, what I do when I talk about poop pills for animals, I really am, I think, the minority. Maybe only possibly only the only rescuer who's doing it i think <laughs> i don't know i don't know but i tell adopters potential adopters as well when they have cases um with their animals and they've done everything that the vet has taught them to do and nothing has worked and i said i said if you're prepared try the poop pills from animal biome you know and they'll, they'll be like really i said yes try it try it i mean you know but i but because, you know, with the shipping and the um, currency exchange, it's not cheap. It, it really isn't cheap. So to a lot of people, they think it's a very expensive um, investment. Yes, but yes. I keep telling them, you know, I keep telling them, well, think about it. You're already spending so much at the vet. And you've done everything the vet has told you. And you're using all those antibiotics, all those steroids. And you're not getting anywhere. And it seems to be a cyclical thing that you keep having, you know, you have to keep repeating the cycle of medicine and it's not helping. And if you calculate the amount that you spent at the vet so far, well, why don't you try this? So, you know, some, have, some, some I managed to convince and say, okay, we'll try. And um, 
I've got one adopter who was really amazed at what happened because she said her rescue that she adopted um, literally had liquid diarrhea like nonstop and you know brought to the vet deworm did all that um, fecal parasite testing and multiple deworming I don't know why but they just kept doing the deworming thing and antibiotics but it, it never cleared and I told her okay why don't you try changing the diet a bit and the poop pills and she told me um, within the first three days because she did it like one capsule at a time then I said okay if it's not working why don't you try twice a day you know and she did it twice a day and she said it stopped after the first time it stopped and she couldn't believe it because she's been literally living with chocolate sauce every day you know for a really long time and she couldn't believe what happened and she was just you know like wow and I said and she was like and what is this again? I said, it's poop pill. I said, you know, again, a lot of them, they don't understand what is the magic secret sauce in this little thing. And I have to explain to them, it's good poop. It's from the, it's from the good guts of a very healthy cat or dog, you know, that is doing this miracle thing. And a lot of them just think like, how come the vets aren't doing it <laughs> over here? I said, well, it's access, it's knowledge, you know, it's something that is still a very small movement over here. And I'm hoping um, this podcast, when I launch it and, and, and do it and I send it out to my vet, hopefully, you know, we can get a, raise a lot more awareness locally about what you're doing because I honestly think what you've created is amazing. Um, I don't know how to say it, but you, you have helped so many of my cases and every time I see an improvement, I know it's the poop pills. <laughs> <laughs> You know, really, really, I, you know, uh, people think I'm a bit crazy because I, being a pet owner, I'm obsessed with poop. I don't know about, <laughs> I, yeah. I think you are yeah. too, you, yeah. know, yeah. you know, every time my dog poops or my cat poops, I will be picking it up and I will look at it and I'll break it up and I'll, you know, and some people might think I'm a bit crazy, but honestly, that is the only way you can tell how healthy is your, is your dog or your cat doing. And, you know, uh, meeting a company like yours that literally is focused on poop, you know, uh, I don't know. Like I said, you're my personal superhero. <laughs> you, you really are. You and your team. <laughs> well, we're definitely all about poop. I mean, and sort of the idea was that we could try and create non-invasive testing, you know, like based on poop. And because we should learn as much as we can from the poop. Um, and hopefully not have to do invasive procedures like endoscopy to try and figure out what's what's happening with these cases like the the chocolate sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned COVID nineteen as part of your wish list for testing in incorporate. Could you could you explain that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the I mean the the good news with this pandemic is just that it's. Um, we're not getting a lot of cases of cats and dogs getting sick. So that's, it doesn't seem like um, most of them are getting exposed to a degree that they become infected and it's not making most of them sick. Um, so there are only a few cases as I'm sure you know, you've heard about like a couple in Hong Kong and um, cat in Belgium. And, um, and then they talked about the tiger in the Bronx Zoo who got sick. Um, 
I think it's a bigger concern for cats because they already um, have feline coronavirus and it's which is quite prevalent here that's one of the things we test for in our stool um, we don't want to pass on feline coronavirus to other cats that are sick um, we never find canine coronavirus in any of the healthy donors that we screened but we have found that 26 percent of the healthy cats that we screened have feline coronavirus and i do worry that um, mixing viruses can cause recombination and we don't really understand why feline coronavirus can evolve into FIP, which is, you know, fatal in most cases. Although I gather there's a drug in Singapore that is supposed to be helpful for FIP as well as FELV. Um, mm, it got some press. No, it got some press because they said that it, they were testing it to see if it could help with this um, SARS-CoV-2 virus as well. Um, but uh, it's not widely used here yet. But um, yeah, we just don't understand why um, feline coronavirus evolve, um, can mutate into this more virulent form that is so harmful to cats. Um, in terms of our testing, it does look like um, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 can be transmitted through fecal material. So while right now what we're doing is we're simply not taking material from any household that has a confirmed COVID-19 infection in the, in the people in the house, or else can't have had any major hospitalization in the past year as a way of trying to reduce exposure in the pets to antibiotic resistant bacteria, as well as this new virus. Um, we wanna have testing that we can do of all the fecal material down the road because what is expected to happen, I think with this new virus is that it'll eventually, once we have um, vaccines and people are able to mix again, we think that it's probably gonna circulate you know, within the populations, but hopefully be less harmful. And it could well move through our pets, but hopefully not hurt them. But we want to monitor for it and make sure that we're not spreading it, you know, when we send out a poo pill. <laughs> how, how has um, COVID-19 affected your business, like in terms of maybe operations and how you're running things? It has, um, you're based in California... We're in Oakland, near uh, Oakland. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco. Um, what? What? How is it over there? Um, are you in? Sh I, do they call it shelter in place over there? We have a shelter in place. We're in the fourth week of that. Um, we actually had sent everybody who wasn't essential home the week before that. Um, so, people who I had wanted to come in the office more than are now working from home, and actually it's fine. So I think we're. Down realizing that more people can and should work from home if they want to um, if it's, it's not necessary for them to come in um, and that's so all of our marketing you know team is working from home we are still running the stool bank because there are sick animals that some of whom have to stay on the poop hills for a long term in order to um, not have like the signs of IBD so we're still doing pickups and we're still processing that material um, we have three people in a sort of thousand square foot lab space so it's pretty low density everybody has masks and nobody's taking public transit we're doing everything we can to um, stay safe so we're doing although we're already quite clean because we work with stool on a daily basis we're you know wiping down all of the doorknobs and everything with bleach every day mopping the wow. floors extra just to, to be doubly safe and then um, likewise the team that works on the sequencing is 
um, in a separate lab and they are continuing to work. They want to continue to work as long as we don't have any um, cases in our staff. We're not, we're going to sort of keep going in a sort of low density approach as long as we can. I mean, hopefully things don't, don't change for the worse. Okay. And how about like your donor pool? Um, you're getting them, I'm assuming, from a radius within um, San Francisco where you live? Or is it around the whole of US? I mean, uh, in terms of harvesting, if that's the right word. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we are, I like to say we're upcycling poop, but we are harvesting it is another way to put it. Um, we, most of our donors are in actually Alameda County, which is near us. So we range from sort of the Albany, city of Berkeley, Oakland, are the main places. Um, also, this, the island of Alameda, which is just off Oakland, um, those are most of them. We're thinking about expanding a bit to San Francisco. Normally, there's too much traffic and uh, nobody would want to drive over the bridge, but um, it is possible to do that now with, with um, everybody sheltering in place. That won't last I mean, forever. But um, we don't have enough donors. We continue to try and recruit because, especially for cats, we just so many cats have feline coronavirus, and we think the estimates are that it, like between 50 and 75 percent of all cats in the U.S. have it. And so, I mean, one thing we're considering is like maybe we should implement a step where we that could potentially kill viruses in the material, and then we could get donations from more cats. But for now, we're just screening out any cat with that virus because um, that sort of changes everything. Like if I have to do some treatment of the stool. We don't know if it'll work as well afterwards. Um, a very silly question. Have you ever tried taking the poop pills yourself? Or I mean, what would happen if a human were to consume, say, um, the kitty poop pill or say a doggy poop pill? Well, of course, I did. I do not. the microbiome. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't recommend anybody do that with our poop pills. But I do know that there are probably some people who have tried it. Um, I don't know how it turned out for them because I didn't want to know. Um, don't recommend it. Um, I think theoretically, which is what you mean, um, we, we do share some microbes with our, our dogs, especially. Um, typically, it's more um, this one research that study that came out of the University of Colorado um, found that like you know we spend a lot of time petting them. And so we can exchange microbes that way. Um, and there were, some, there were some studies that suggested, oh, the microbiome of dogs and humans has similar function. And a lot of people think, oh, that means we have the same microbiome. But so while we share things with our pets, that doesn't mean that their microbiome is the same because we eat very different diets. And um, so if you focus on like which microbes overlap, you can see that we share some and then there are microbes that differ between us. And what if, say, it was a cross-species like my dog eating a kitty poop bill? I mean... Well, that's more normal, I think, for dogs. Like, a lot of dogs really like... Um, my dog does that. In particular, we like to call them Tootsie Rolls for my, my dog. Um, I think that that's probably part of something they've been doing for a long time. And um, sort of maybe nature's first probiotics. I have a dog who loves goose poop. He's really into it. Um, and it's probably fine. I mean, I worry though, if they're eating poop outside, like even with the goose poop, like they could be carrying avian influenza, which maybe won't hurt the dog, but you, you know, but like if the, in the case of cat poop, there's toxoplasma and 
giardia and other things and in the random poop that's out there. So, you know, most of us don't want our dogs eating it, but it can be hard to control it. Yeah, because there, 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 there were a few times when um, I was running low on, uh, for one of my senior rescues, he was a, a senior dog and his poop pills was running low and I had some kitty poop pills and I was thinking, hmm, now what if I were to give him some? Would that, would that, you know, it just, just a thought that came to my mind, like it crossed my mind, like, would that help? I don't know. I didn't I mean, do it. But. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be opposed to trying that. I think it's, it's within the range of normal things for dogs to have a little bit of kitty poop, probably. Um, and it, it might help them. I don't know. We haven't tried that. I think that would be something that would be a legitimate thing to try. <laughs> so besides um, doggy poop and kitty poop, um, have you thought about expanding other species of uh, poop? Yeah, we have. That's what sort of part of why we're like animal bio. We want to do all the animals. Um, we have a little pilot that we've been doing with horses um, just to do what the microbiome should be, but we haven't, um, we haven't made as much progress on that front. This is hard to do everything. Um, we have made probably more progress with ferrets. Um, and we'll probably be coming out with a, a study um, that's published later in the year. Um, we did try fecal transplant capsules for ferrets and it didn't, it didn't seem to really help the ferrets with IBD. Um, we are also doing a little bit of research in rabbits. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, no, wow. You guys, you're going to conquer the world when it comes to poop. The whole poop was going to be yours. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of competition there, probably. <laughs> we have no. to win. Yeah, no, you guys, you know, really, I just love what you're doing because I'm obsessed with poop. So, you know, finding a company like yours that specializes in poop pill because um, as I was reading about um, the, the fecal microbiota transplant and I know that um, there are people who use the actual dog poop to feed their dogs. You know, they use a good a good donor and they give it give it to the animals to eat it, or they use it rectally. Um, they put it rectally, um, which, to be honest, um, I think for my rescue, uh, being a one two person team that I am, uh, it will be really really challenging <laughs> to do something like that, uh, especially when you're talking about the logistics of actually having the actual physical poop in its original condition, um, very hard to do here in Singapore. So what I love about your concept is that you've freeze-dried them, if that's the correct that's right. process, you know, into tiny little capsules and you put them into, you know, very nondescript little bo bottles, like, you know, like in a pharmacy and then you ship them out. And, you know, um, if I'm not careful, you know, I might actually just, pop one into my into my mouth because they're, they're in the fridge with my supplements as well <laughs> you know what i love is that um you've made it so convenient you know you've made it so convenient for for lay people like me or say adopters who who would not have the confidence to do a rectal um you know, to, to, to insert it rectally or anything like that or the idea of actually physically touching poop itself because I think to a lot of people it's still uh, you know um, so when I show them because I remember I showed one adopter I gave her I actually gave her some of your poop pills I said why don't you take some home and try and she was like 
you know, she gave me this look and I said, look, here, just take them. And she looked at them and said, this is poop pill? I said, yes, it's poop pill. They're really good. And I said, you don't lose them because they're really, really, <laughs> they're valuable. So, you know, I was, I was teaching her and because she is not um, expert, she's not used to orally popping pills into her, her cat's mouth. And cats are very, can be very, very challenging. Dogs are a lot easier to, to, to feed the poop pills, but cats can be tricky you know um so you know so i taught her the the little meatball method which i said usually it works especially if you have a a food um a cat that loves to eat you can do it that way so you know i taught her how to do that and her cat had no problem consuming the poop pill and you know she was just blown away like i said um at how fast the improvement showed when she increased it from one capsule a day to two capsules a day, you know, cause she was so worried. She said, you know, will there be any side effects? You know, I said, no, really there isn't any. I mean, I just told her, think of it as good probiotics that you're giving to your animal. That's the ultimate source that, that you're giving, you know, uh, from a healthy, from a healthy donor, you know, species to species, you, you're giving the mother load. I said, this, this is the good stuff. You, you can't go wrong with it. So, you know, for her to see the improvement from, from liquid chocolate sauce to suddenly, you know, the joy she had with just, you know, that like a toothpaste formation that came out, you know, she was literally almost in tears because she couldn't believe it. And she was like, she's had this problem for a very, very long time and no vet, and she's been to several vets in Singapore, couldn't solve it for her. You know, and they put her on prescription diet and all sorts. And, you know, I said, why don't we try changing the diet and try, you know, um, the idea from gently cooked to raw. Even that took a transition, you know, because I said, I believe in a very holistic approach now, now more than ever, because I think we, we are too reliant on antibiotics and steroids as a reactive answer to everything. You know, even with my dog, uh, when she had Demodex mange as a puppy and she was on, you know, one cycle after another of, of medicine and the, and the vet actually told me, you know, maybe she's allergic to grass. Maybe she should wear shoes. And my dog's a mongrel and she's like 20 kilos. And I was like, no, I don't think so. It's not going to work. And, you know, it, it you know, and it, it, and it makes you wonder like, that's so unnatural. Why should a dog wear shoes to go out for a walk? You, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. You know, a dog shouldn't be allergic to grass. I mean, in the natural wild, we don't see animals having that kind of reaction. Whereas our, our pets, our cats and dogs, in the last hundred years with commercial, you know, pet food and everything else, um, we have... I don't know, created a lot of issues with our animals that in the wild they would never really have, you know. And that's where animal biome comes in as this superhero thing, you know. Really, you guys are like, you know, scientists with super capes. Really, I mean, like, if I could, I would visit you when I have a chance one day. I would love to visit you guys and shake your hand because... Um, the, the, the impact you've had on my rescues, especially the ones that the vets gave up on, really, uh, you know, to give them a quality of life, um, not say cure them, but 
you know, improve the quality of life so that they can lead, you know, an extra one year, one and a half years, you know, uh, to see a senior suddenly able to walk and, 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 and enjoy and go for long walks, you know, uh, to stop vomiting and having loose stool. Uh, you know, uh, oh crap, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you made a, a huge impact on, on, my, on my rescues. So, Well, it's all, it's a, I mean, it takes this whole holistic effort, right? It's the diet and it's the care you're giving and then giving them the right microbes all together that, that does that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you, you guys are like one of that missing puzzle because I believe, you know, it's not, not, we have a lot of different modalities that can work together. If to have a holistic solution. So diet, nutraceuticals, um, lifestyle changes, you know, having a very clean and green environment, having a, as low as a toxic exposure for your animals um, work. And for certain cases, that is usually enough. But when I come across a very difficult case and I usually think, I think animal bio might work. <laughs> And yours is this magic little pill that I I value so much, you know. Uh, like I said, simply because you know, uh, buying them and, and shipping them over, it, it you know, it's 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 a, it's a real luxury for us. So whenever we have them, we 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 try and save up and we keep them, you know, in 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 the fridge to to last as long as as possible. And even sometimes, you know, we'll 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 try and 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 drag it a bit longer because we are rescue, but. Uh, truly, you know, when I see the improvements in, in the sick animals that take them, uh, you know, it just reaffirms the fact that the gut health is really essential. Everything starts from the gut. Really, true. everything starts from the gut. I mean, you know. I think like the, more than half the immune system is, is operating in the gut, which is kind of amazing to me. And, you know, there's it's not just digestion or, you know, the fact that there's neurotransmitters made there. I mean, it's just this amazing system that we still know so little about. And um, you have three dogs. I remember Yuki, Charlie, and, and Darwin. Darwin. That's right. Yeah. Um, and how old are they now? I'd say Yuki passed away a year ago, um, but similar to what you were describing, I feel like we got an extra year and a half with her in part because of being able to give her the fecal transplant capsules. Um, she had developed hemorrhagic gastroenteritis and that can be really take a big toll, especially on a senior, you know, so that she would periodically have this bloody diarrhea and little things would trigger it. And we were living in fear of like, oh, she'd eat some random treat on the street or something and then end up with another bout. Um, and that was fixed by doing it. She was the first, Charlie and Yuki were the first dogs to try the poop pills and Charlie was healthy. He was sort of just a control. Um, but for Yuki, it took care of that problem and she didn't have that again. Um, 
And we, so that was something that, you know, we were able to do instead of metronidazole, which is what the veterinarians had been having us do. Um, so now we just have Charlie and Darwin and they're, um, they're doing great. We miss Yuki every day. No, I remember that. Yeah. So you, you know, I don't know, you guys are just amazing. And I just wanted to thank you because, uh, you know, uh, when I started this podcast and I wanted to highlight, um, holistic pet service entrepreneurs, you were like on my top 10 list because of the work that you do. And I was, I was really uh, nervous about whether or not you actually say yes. Cause I was thinking, Oh, I don't know. You're a really busy lady. I know that, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time to, to um, do this interview with me because, uh, what you guys do really really makes a huge difference and i think a lot of a lot of pet owners who have taken your the animal biome um be it the kitty poop or the doggy poop will all feel the same way is that you guys have made such a huge difference in terms of the quality of life for a lot of our sick animals because a lot of them especially the ones with chronic illnesses long term and it's just really very frustrating um as a pet parent when, you know, we're trying to do everything that we can and nothing seems to work. And then when we come across you, Animal Biome, um, I'm pretty sure everyone has the same reaction, you know, um, especially I think raw feeding, one, uh, raw feeding for IBD cats, that's where I found you first. And I saw all the raving reviews, um, which really uh, sold me to, to take a step, the legal faith to try. Um, and looking at all the pictures that they posted online on, you know, how, how the, the, the cats improved, you know, that it just, I just went, wow, you know, this woman's like a miracle. I mean, like you work so hard and I can't imagine how much it must have taken to, to, to really put this together from, from an idea in your head to a vision to, you know, to what you have today. I think it's just really amazing because it's a lot of work. And it takes a lot of, of, of chutzpah, you know, to, 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 really, to really get where you are and to have a, a team like yours who are so dedicated and passionate, um, you know, about poop and about animals and helping animals in need. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much, you know, on behalf of all the animals that you have helped because you guys really have made a difference in the quality of poop. Really, truly. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. You know, I am a huge hero, um, fan of yours and all the amazing work you're doing rescuing these dogs and cats. Oh, thank if you. Any way we can uh, help you, that's really what we want to do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, you, you guys are just awesome. So please send my regards to everyone in your company. Um, uh, Alex, because she's always the, the one that always been emailing us and uh, sharing the, the reports and everything uh, with everyone, you know. Um, so, you know, even though I've never met you guys face to face, whenever I, I, you know, I use your, your poop pills, I've, I, I have this really warm and happy feeling inside because I just know that this is going to help because every time we use it, we always have a positive, a positive improvement for animals. 
That's great. I know I have to say that, that that raw feeding group, when they started using the poop pills, they were really the first group. More than 90% of the cats did well. And I think part of it is because it included this holistic approach with diet and, and lifestyle. And um, when we sort of think more broadly, it's now like 80% of people find it really good or helpful response. But the, that raw feeding group really um, showed the best results because of integrating the diet as well. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy lady. Uh, and happy Easter. This is the Easter weekend, so happy Easter. And do take care of yourself. And uh, please send my regards to your husband because he's also another superhero because I know without him, Animal Biom would not be where, they, where, where you are today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to part two of Holly's story. Look out for part two of the Two Crazy Cat Ladies interview next week. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day everyone.